1: Welcome to another edition of Box to Row, the dopey show on radio. I'm your host, Donald Ware. Box to Row is the show where sports and entertainment Ninety six that Backlick is going to be so stroll. evident on Choose today's show. And make a College football better. season the and I'm gets a into full but the year this show. weekend. College football I'm season gets into full I'm year to stick this a weekend. For He's He's weekend. You know, a, a couple of things I want to talk about. He's Let me the set the table for you, that that you today you in terms good. of our guests Mickey, um, from the press box to press Road, the one and only Tito Jackson. Yes, that Tito Jackson of the Jackson family. Jackson 5 is going to join us today on the program. He's got some new music out and has uh, an, an album out, so we're going to talk with him about that. Play a little bit of the music today. Is Tito Jackson going to join us today on the program? Andrew Love. Dropped the bombshell on Saturday. Dropped the absolute bombshell by announcing his retirement. I'm going to talk a lot about that today on the program. But I'm also going to get the thoughts of former National Football League quarterback Jay Cutler. Former National Football League quarterback Jay Cutler, quarterback Jay Cutler also going to join us today here on the program. Of course, for Jay Cutler, it was somewhat in the reverse. He retired had become an analyst at Fox sports and then was called out of retirement by the dolphins back in 2017. So he was on the reverse of that, but I want to get his thoughts on Andrew luck's retirement from the national football league. You know, that was, that was huge. I mean, that was a huge story. I don't know what I was watching something on. I uh, was watching something on Saturday night and saw that flash across the screen and you know how you see something and it's sort of unbelievable, it's one of those unbelievable type of deals. Well, the retirement of Andrew Luck from the Colts in the National Football League was absolutely unbelievable, and I'm going to have some more thoughts about that today as well. The Kobe and Shaq feud for, uh, I don't I'm not going to say it's resurfaced, but you know, Kobe Bryant made some statements um, Shaq responded. Then they both sort of squashed it. Um, I wa- I'm going to get into that a little bit today here on the program, because it looks like there's still maybe some some bad blood when it comes up. And, you know, I was in the midst of that, meaning I was really sort of starting my um, my professional career when that whole feud was sort of going down and and uh, and and remember it to some degree. A lot has come out, obviously, since and that was a feud. I mean, that lasted for quite some time, you know, years and years before it was sort of squashed. Um, but then I went back and did some a little bit of research on it um, as well. So I'm going to have some thoughts on that today as well. Thank you for joining us today here on H.R. Voices Sirius XM channel 141 for Box to Row. You know, let me start here. And, I, and, and if you want to join us on the conversation, do so hit me up via twitter at box to row b o x t o r o w or and follow us while you're there also on facebook b o x the number 2 r o w and you can also on follow us on instagram b o x t o r o w so when the whole thing came down with andrew luck you know i was i was sort of in shock myself not really knowing what was going on it was just the thing that flashed at the bottom of the screen um, that said that Andrew Luck was retiring Um, and interestingly enough it seemed like I may have been watching the Colts game the the preseason game I may have been I may have been watching that game at the time that that came down which was 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 even more interesting Um, you know my initial thought was wow you know, I guess the injuries just caught up for him, really caught up to him. My thing is, you know, retirement to me and see, this is how nowadays we sort of throw words around to me. When you retire, that means you're done. You're not coming back. Now, generally speaking, guys, well, you'll have boxers that retire all the time. They will say, I'm retired. I'm not coming back. And then they'll ultimately come back. But to me. The word retirement means final. So I know that Andrew Luck has been beat up. He was uh, obviously hurt all of 2017. Um, you know, was the comeback player of the year. Last year in 2018, when we had Jared Bell on the program, talking some National Football League, um, maybe around this time. Well, no, it was like during the course of the season last year. You know, one of the things that I said to him was, Man, I, I almost forgot how how great a quarterback that Andrew Luck is, because, I mean, he was just having a phenomenal season, ultimately had a phenomenal season. I believe he threw thirty nine touchdowns and again was named the 2018 comeback player of the year. Um, Once I saw that, I, I you know, and then saw the fact that it was his injuries that he he it was it just had gotten too much for him. Uh, you know that was one thing, and then ultimately, because the the what was supposed to happen is that he was supposed to have a press conference on Sunday. But I I you know it it, it was it, the way that the whole situation was handled. I think was bad because people found out about it. The Colts fans found out about it uh, in the midst of the 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 Colts preseason game, and I think that was bad. You heard a smattering of boos. You never like to 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 see that happen, uh, particularly in this situation with Andrew Luck and the injury. But I mean, at the end of the day, when you when you're a, it, that a fan fan is short for fanatic. So a lot of times fans aren't in their right frame of mind when it comes to their respective teams. They are crazy about these teams. So you know, in the moment, like. While I don't condone uh, that and that sort of behavior, you know, I I mean, I'm not I'm not going to be mad at the Colts fans for that. I mean, to me, I felt a certain kind of way about it to sort of be honest with you, because I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know, it it doesn't impact me. It's not like I'm a Colts fan. You know, I do. I do follow the National Football League. I follow the teams. Uh, I'm a Skins fan more specifically, but it doesn't really affect me per se. But you know, I follow the game. So when you have a guy like that, who's only 29 years old, who's retiring from the game, it is a shock. I mean, it definitely is was, it was, no question about it, that it was a shocking thing for Andrew Luck uh, to announce his retirement. Uh, he came out with the press conference. So instead of having the press conference Sunday, I believe they had it Saturday night. I believe it was Saturday night and he talked about the injuries and not. Wanting to to go through all of what he's been through his in, you know, in terms of where his mindset was and coming back from injuries and those type of things the, the you know, what I thought about and what immediately came to my mind when I think about Andrew Luck and really, you know, he's he's great. I mean, we throw the I think we throw the word great around too much. But I think if you look at what he's done going back to his rookie year in 2012, um, yes, he missed last season up until now. I mean, he has been great. He has been a great quarterback. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And to me, it was akin to – I know it's a little bit different, but it's akin to Lauren Hill. You know, if I can can sort of make that comparison – when Lauryn Hill basically did one album, she I mean, the album that she did was one of the the miseducation of Lauryn Hill that came out in 90s. I think it was 97. Could have been 96, 96 or 97. One of the greatest albums of all time gave us that. Then um, there was like a I think an MTV live album that may have come out like either 2000 or the early part of the 2000s or maybe late 99. And then essentially that's all we've gotten. From Lauren Hill. That's all we've gotten. You had a someone that was headed toward that was great, that was headed toward more greatness or a higher level of greatness, if you will, because it's hard to you know, he 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 still had a lot. He's accomplished a lot. He definitely had accomplished a lot, but still there was more to accomplish. And all of a sudden it's gone. No more. No more Andrew Luck in the National Football League. You know, I know uh, Rob Gronkowski came out and you know sort of spoke about why he retired and, and 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 that this week and he got emotional about his retirement and you know sort of talked a little bit about you know, about Andrew Luck, to me, it's two separate things. It's, it's it, you, you can't even compare the two. It's like when I talk about on this program, when someone wants to compare pro sports with college sports, like you can't compare the two. And to me, the comparison between Gronk and Andrew Luck, two totally different things. Uh, yes, they, they there were some similarities between the two, both young, uh, both still really in their primes. Although if you look at Gronk, you know he he's labored. He's really labored. Uh, Andrew Luck had a phenomenal season in 2018, but Gronk went out on top. He even mentioned he wasn't having fun with the game anymore. He talked about more so about the game and not having fun with the game, not necessarily um, the injuries, although the injuries took their toll. So it's two totally different things to me. Again, I likened it a little bit to Lauren Hill in terms of giving giving us just a little bit of that greatness. But, boy, there were greater things to come, and we just didn't get that. Um, Again, I didn't necessarily like the way that the Indianapolis fans um, reacted at the stadium, but I certainly can understand. I mean, that fan base is looking at this thing like, okay, this may be our year. We got some really good receivers. They got a really good receiving core. Um, The offensive line seems to be fixed. The defense behind the play of former South Carolina State star Darius Leonard, uh was going to be really phenomenal. And here you have this happen to the Colts fans. So I, I can I don't condone it, but I can certainly understand where they were coming from. Where do you stand on Andrew Luck's retirement? Um, do you, And do you think it is, in fact, final? He's twenty nine years old. That's it. Twenty nine years old. Maybe he can re, you know, get take off a year, maybe two, and come back. I mean, I know that's hard to do, and it's easier said, said than done. Your thoughts? Plus, Hit me up via Twitter, North Box neighbor, to Row, uh, also day on day, Facebook. More from the press box to press to row the on the other side. It me later from my block and Join us on City Plaza in downtown Raleigh Labor Day weekend for the 10th Annual African American Cultural Festival, Saturday, August 31st, starting at 11 a.m. and Sunday, September 1st, starting at 1 p.m., featuring the Art Gallery Walk, Family Village, African Market, Merchandise and Food Vendors, and Elders Procession led by the African American Dance Ensemble. Performances by the Hamiltones, Purple Madness Prince Tribute Band, Marcus Anderson, Battle of the Decades, with special guests, DJ Cool, Special Ed, and DJ Just Once, Kimberly Michelle, Project 919, Centricity, Theater and Dance Performances, Storytelling, and much more for the entire family. Join us in celebrating our 10th year. The festival is free and open to the public. Volunteers need it. Visit AACFestival.org for more information. The African American Cultural Festival, not just an event, it's an experience. You're listening to... From the press box to press row one black and we don't stop Making records the people the code in and respect standing because of's rocks the sales won't stop those of the doctor 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 the diggy diggy doctor. y'all yes feel feel necessity you can welcome back to from the press box to press rope in the last segment talking about the retirement Of Andrew Luck. Still to come on the program. Going to talk Shaq Colby rivalry. Also, Tito Jackson still to come on the program. Let's continue here on From the Press Box to Press Roll. On the line we have a gentleman who played 12 years in the National Football League. And, you know, there's this promotion called Dos Equis College Football football college which he is promoting glad to have jay cutler here on from the press box to press row jay welcome to the program thanks for having me absolutely glad to have you i want to get so t- tell me l- let's start off with dos equis college football football college like it sounds like a sort of a dope idea what is this all about
0: well i mean they've they've, they've started a uh basically an online um, college that you, you can uh, sign up. It's at com backslash edu. And uh, you can go online, and they've got a curriculum. They've got courses, um, you know, on offense, on defense, on trick plays, on the history of football. And at the end, you take a, an exam. And, uh, and if you pass, you get a certificate, and it, it's going to make you an uh, expert in the field of college football.
1: Wow. So I mean how how excited are you you pl- I mean you're a very smart guy right like you played at Vanderbilt you were really good at Vanderbilt. Like how 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 exciting is this um you know sort of for you how 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 involved have you gotten in that that sort of part of it? Um it's
0: been fun. It's been a lot of fun uh, working with Dosakis. Has been great. Uh, they've been unbelievable throughout the whole process. Uh, and you know, I've always been a, a fan of college football. I think college football is special, uh, and I think that Dosakis is doing an awesome job of, of bringing the fans into it, giving them something to do, educating them, um, you know, and, and making making the whole uh, process fun. No matter if you you know so much about college football or, or you're just getting into it um it, it's a fun experience
1: yeah what do you remember most i mean you were really good like a really a great quarterback quite frankly at, at vanderbilt uh in the sec um you know vanderbilt known more as an academic school you sort of helped um to change that what do you remember most about those days at vanderbilt
0: um i mean i, I looking back on it um you know if I had to pick any school I'd go back to Vanderbilt again and, and do it all over um just because uh it was such a good experience um you know in Nashville in the SEC uh playing at Vandy it's you know it's uh sometimes in my life that I'll never forget so um you know that's what that's what kind of drew me to, to this uh This uh, thing with Dos Equis and the football college and, um, you know, seemed like a fun, uh, fun endeavor.
1: Yeah. Jay Cutler played 12 years in the National Football League, Denver, Chicago and Miami, of course, played quarterback, joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Rose. He's talking about Dos Equis College football, football college. Let let me switch gears a little bit with you, Jay. Um, You were a guy that retired and then came back to the Dolphins in two thousand seventeen and had a pretty solid season. Andrew Luck, twenty nine years old, retires uh because of injuries. I want to get your thoughts on Andrew Luck's retirement.
0: Um yeah, you know, I, I think as you uh listen to him talk and get a little bit of uh perspective and, and take some uh take a little bit of space, uh you can see uh what he's thinking and you can tell that it's a really thought out process and it's not something that um, you know, he just decided on yesterday. It's something that's been building in him, and he's got to respect the way that he's handled it and respect his decision.
1: Yeah, it, for you as a guy that, you know, I mean, caught some criticism. It was no question about your, your play on the field, and particularly uh, in Chicago. What are your thoughts on the way that the Colts fans responded on last Saturday when it was announced uh, that he would, in fact, retire?
0: I mean, I think... You know, I think you got to give them a, a little bit of a pass. Um, you know, the way uh, way that they were notified wasn't wasn't the best scenario for for them or for Andrew. Um, you know, you wish that uh, you know they would have gave Andrew a little more respect. And you know how how it was released, you wish they would have gave Andrew more respect in that regard and, and let him do it on his own time. Because I feel like he's earned that. Um, but, I mean, you know, hopefully that's not going to be remembered much longer and, you know, everyone can focus on, um, you know, Andrew and all the all the good he brought to the game.
1: Do you any, uh, you know, you had a solid uh, 2017. Um, your thoughts on coming out of retirement to sort of come back uh, with Miami uh, in
0: 2017? You know, I think that was, just a, that was a special situation that was unique to me. I knew uh, Adam Gase and had known him for numerous years and um you know uh, didn't really have to go to training camp didn't really have to go through the off season so it was one of those things i could spend time with my family and then you know ryan unfortunately got hurt right there uh, before before the start and you know it, it was something that uh was just unique and and it, it was kind of like the per- perfect situation
1: yeah decent numbers would you uh, i mean was there any reason you decided not to to, to come back and play in the National Football League in
0: 2018? Um uh, yeah I mean my family um you know I kind of went into it thinking it was just gonna be a a, a one year thing um you know I I'd already moved on um you know after this Chicago that uh you know that's just kind of where my mindset was.
1: Yeah a couple of more thoughts we appreciate the time Jay so now are you still are you doing any uh and I know you're doing the the deal here with Dos Equis are you doing any you know, analyzing like you uh, had been doing uh, or were supposed to do, I guess, a couple of years ago with Fox?
0: Um, no, no, I haven't, uh, haven't uh, gotten into that yet. It's, uh, you know, something that may happen in the future, but um, not at the moment.
1: So when, where can we get more information about Dos Equis College Football Football College?
0: Yeah, I mean, dosekiscom uh, slash edu. Uh, you can log in there, um, and uh, you know you can start taking the courses. You can watch the videos. Uh, you can uh, become an expert in college football. Get your certificate. Uh, show all your friends. Have uh, a dosaques with them, and uh, you know tell them about all the knowledge you gained about college football this year and how uh, you're you're ready uh, for the season to start.
1: Yep. Lastly, Florida Miami last week, Hawaii Arizona was entertaining. Your thoughts on some of the, the, the bigger games this upcoming weekend as college football gets into full force?
0: Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, I've always, uh, you know, I, I lean more towards the SEC just because being a Vandy. So uh, I'm excited for, for that to kick off. And I, I think there's a lot of parity out there. I think, you know, obviously you look at Clemson, Alabama and kind of what they've done the past couple of years. But, um, you know, after that, I think uh, there, there's a lot of teams that can – could step up and surprise us. So it's going to be a fun year.
1: 12 years in the National Football League. Jay Cutler joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Check out Dos Equis College Football, Football College. It sounds very exciting. Jay, we appreciate the time. Uh, Good luck in all your future endeavors. Thanks for having me. Former National Football League quarterback Jay Cutler right there. And you heard what he had to say with respect to Andrew Luck and even more specifically, Uh, the fans reaction. And remember when you talk about Jay Cutler, especially with his time with the bears, he, he's, he was sort of labeled as nonchalant. You know, he, he just sort of had a demeanor about him and, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't, especially what I've read more recently with respect. uh, He's not very well liked uh, in Chicago. Um, So he may know a little bit, something about fans and, in players. And um, he even said that he could understand the fans reaction to the news. And I don't, it it wasn't necessarily Andrew Luck. It was just the way that the thing was handled. It was in the middle of the, it wasn't in the middle, it was towards the end of the football game. When the announcement came out on Twitter fans, um, obviously they, in looking at some of the video, one of the fans took off the Jersey. They couldn't, it was just like disbelief. And, you know, you can certainly understand fans' reaction when they think they have a team. And again, fan is short for fanatic. When they think that they have a team that can get it done and, and possibly contend for a Super Bowl. So appreciate Jay Cutler's comments with respect to that. Want to talk a little bit about the Kobe and and uh, and Shaq deal um, here on the program. You know, when when you think that that particular beef beef and we're talking about the latter part of the 90s and more so the early part of the 2000s um, it, it was well documented that Kobe and Shaq did not like each other I had to go back and and do some research and 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 really saw or read some uh, some of the items that I had even forgotten about a little bit and even some of the comments Um, reportedly that Shaq had made at the time with respect to Kobe and him being a selfish ball player. And uh, the fact that Kobe mentioned that Shaq wasn't in shape, it's, it's, you know, Kobe, he, he was on some, I don't know if it was a podcast. It was one of those uh, uh, I talk or one of those talking Ted type of things where, you you're before an audience and you have someone that's interviewing you and you're talking about whatever it is, maybe your career or whatever it may be. And you know, he meaning Kobe talked about the fact he, I mean, he essentially said that I'm going to read the quote. Here's Kobe on Shaq, not being in shape when the two played together, quote, he'd be the greatest of all time for sure. He'd be the first to tell you that this guy was a force. Like I've never seen It was crazy. A guy at that size, generally, guys at that size are a little timid, and they don't want to be tall. They don't want to be big. Man, this dude was, he did not care. He was mean. He was nasty. He was competitive. He was vindictive. He was, yeah, I wish he was in the gym. I would have had explicative 12 rings, end quote. So that's what Kobe Had to say Shaq, of course, had to come back and say, well, if you weren't in essence on Twitter, if you weren't so selfish, then we would have, you know, then we may have had those rings that you're talking about. And then Shaq brings Dwight. They they try to squash it. But obviously it's still bothering Kobe that he knows that he's before people and and a video of this will come out. And just because you try to say, well, Shaq knows this. Um, you know, Shaq feels a certain way about it as well. So I wish Kobe would just not talk about it if there truly is no beef, which he tried to say on Twitter. There's no beef. He tried to say that the media was blowing it out of the proportion. But obviously, Kobe is still upset about it and should really stop talking about it. Up next here on from the press box to press row, Tito Jackson. let's continue here on from the press box to press row got a special treat for you as a matter of fact uh, my next guest needs no introduction the world over as a matter of fact He's got a new single called one way street part of the jacksons he's the one and only tito jackson joins us here on from the press box to press row tito welcome to the program oh thank you very much for having me absolutely glad to have you so I want to talk about, start off by talking about this single, One Way Street, which is absolutely phenomenal, and uh, of course, uh, produced by Greg uh, Pagani, which we'll talk more about that, but you're, uh, how did this come about? Tell me how it came about. Well,
2: it was, it comes from the Tito Time album, and um that's one of the songs from the album, and it's an album I released a couple of years back, and uh, it's just one of the songs from the album that uh, I thought should have special attention.
1: So why you said a couple of years back? So how why uh, what uh, what led to being able to release it now? Well,
2: I had other songs I had released prior to this one, such as Give It, Baby, and uh, We Made It, and other songs. So this is like my fourth release from the album.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely hot and it's it's really rising on the charts. That's the thing it about is. it. A lot of radio stations are playing. Man, how does that make that man, that's gotta feel really good. I mean, you've been doing this a long, long time. So that's gotta feel, you know, pretty good to have it being played in regular rotation on radio. It feels really good to me because
2: uh, this is my first project. You know, uh, at the time when the Jackson Five were doing solo projects, I didn't do one. So this is—I'm having my party right now. So it, it feels good.
1: Yeah. So why now? Can you can you sort of speak to that, Tito, in terms of why now? Why is this your time right now? Yeah.
2: Well, I—I uh, I spent a lot of time with my son. I had three boys, and they were very much a part of my life. I coached little league baseball for 13 years with them, and and uh, also got them into the business show business. They played instruments and song as well, and I just spent all my youth time with them, trying to do the right thing instead of chasing their solo career, because I already had a pretty active career with the Jackson Five. And to go after an acting career with Tito Jackson or solo wouldn't have left the room to raise three sons properly I after. Yeah. So I, I feel I did the right thing by waiting. You know, uh, it's, it was the correct thing to do. And uh, now I'm here and I'm doing what I wanted to do or, or, or need to do. And well, I should say, add to that, that some time in my li- life, I was doubting should I do a pro solo project or not. And what made me, uh what convinced me to do it is a few things. One of the things is that my fans wanted it more than anything. But, uh uh, uh you know, this gentleman, Mr. Charles Barkley, had made a comment on his uh, sports show that I didn't contribute enough to the Jackson 5 or what have you. And so that sort of made me get up and make the decision, I'm going to do a recording. Because sometimes, you know, even with sports teams, you know, it's the guy that you don't notice that does the most sometimes if he's a cis man or whatever, you know, so um I'm I was more of a cis man in the Jackson five, I would say. Yeah, you know, I did a lot of little things, writing music and getting the music together. I was the first member in the family to play an instrument and started learning songs uh from the sixties on the radio and had my brother start singing behind me my guitar playing and that's how the group started with just myself, Jackie and Jermaine. When Michael and Marlon were just little babies, you know, still sucking bottles. <laughs> so uh, uh it's it's very true. Yeah. So, you know, I, I look at those types of points in my career that I'm very proud of and I'm glad that I did what I did even though I was a hard headed kid. My father said, Don't touch the guitar, I did it anyway. <laughs> you know? But it it started a nice, uh, a, a lovely uh, career for the family and uh, share our music across the world.
1: No, no question about it. That's the voice of the one and only Tito Jackson joins us here on From the Press Box the Press Road. The new single is One Way Street, it is available for digital download. Love what you said about the uh Little League Baseball, we'll talk more about that. I'm 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 a little league coach. I coach my sons and and so forth as well. Plus, we had three T on the program maybe a couple of uh, years ago or so as well. So we'll talk more uh, about them as well. But I want to get back to your point about Charles Barkley, because I think a lot of times and, and and sort of to the point like. You may have had a your role to me was as important as any other role with the Jackson Five, whether it was Michael, Jermaine, etc., out front. So your role was as important, I think. But can you yeah. go ahead? I'm sorry. Yeah, we all had our individual roles in the group. Right. That's where the group was together. So, but, but, the, the, so what? Can you kind of expound a little bit? Where you just did you happen to be watching? Um, TNT one night when Charles Barkley made those comments, or was that something that someone relayed back to you? And if it was something you were actually watching, I mean, t- tell us how you how that really made you feel.
2: Well, I found it on on the internet actually on YouTube, and uh, uh, I forget who had mentioned it to me, but I, I I looked at it and it gave me motivation more than anything. It didn't uh, I wasn't upset because. Uh, Mr. Barkley, probably don't know, but I really, I really love the guy as a, as a person, uh, on the basketball court, you know, so, uh, I, I'm a fan of his, but uh, it, it sort of hurt a little bit when I found out that me being a fan of his as well. But, uh, I, I just said to myself, I would like to put together a nice album and hopefully, uh, Charles will get a chance to hear it and hopefully he'll like it and he can change his opinion about me. Uh, and, uh, you know, because I, I'm i I'm a person that's very quiet. You know, I hardly spoke out for myself when I was a young man. And I'm pretty much like that today. But, you know, I, I enjoy music. I love music. And I, I, I do mine on stage. And, and that's where I am with the music. And I love blues music as well because I perform with the BB King blues band as well.
1: Wow. So that's, yeah. Nice. No, so speak. You know, speak with, speak about working with uh, Greg Pagani in terms of in terms of your music. You know, he's a guy that's done a lot.
2: Well, he's he's a great producer. He's just had a uh, number one urban AC uh, hit with Johnny Gill's uh, "Soul of a Woman," and uh, that song was a nice mix on that. And I I said, well. I'm going to see if he would like to uh, remix this song of mine. And he was referred to me uh, through a uh, Jesus Garber promotion. Uh, and he did a wonderful job. And, uh, my hat and hands come together for Greg uh, done
1: Yeah. What, what, talk, can you sort of talk a little bit? I mean, I know you, you guys in you know, the Jacksons have been doing this for so long. Can you... Kind of talk about what it's like now in terms of your tour. I know you guys are on tour. You're set to hit our state in North Carolina. Set to hit at- Atlanta in the next uh, couple of three weeks or so. Can you kind of speak to that and still touring with the Jacksons?
2: Yeah, you know the Jacksons always has been a fun thing to do. Of being brothers, I think that's one of the things that's made it work this long. You know, we have our of course. We have our bickers or fight like any other brother or any other singing group has you know but when your brothers you, you your brothers you know you came not from that you know you have to share the same blood and everything else we enjoy what we do and we have the most fun on stage we've always said uh being on stage is like being an athlete uh we get our work out on stage and that keeps us young and active and moving and the brothers are all in good shape and we're still loving what we do man you know we want to do this as long as we can we are. Probably go down like one of the bands like the Rolling Stones who do it until their death, or, or you have other stars like your B.B. Kings and your Sammy Davises and your Sinatras and so on. And David boy, I can that quite a few who did it. In 10, the, the, the Lord called us. And we enjoy what we do. We enjoy it. We love it. We love the audience. And, and thank you to all the millions of fans around the world who supported the career throughout the years. And as long as they want to hear a song, we have songs for them to hear. Then we'll sing them.
1: Yeah. that the voice, of course, of Tito Jackson. The new single is One Way Street as he joins us here on the program. So let me transition uh, a little bit. I want to get back to to the Little League baseball. So you must be a big baseball fan then.
2: Yeah, I'm a baseball fan. But I haven't been able to watch the sport as I used to do back in the earlier days, the uh, 70s and 80s. When, uh, Garvey and Mose and, the Dusty Baker and all those guys were Dodgers, I, I didn't miss a game. You know, I went to every game when I was uh, raising my sons and I was, of course, was with the little league at the same time. Yeah. But, uh, 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 the music business shied me away for a while, but I'm, I'm starting to get back into the Dodgers a little. And, uh, I know that they having a strong team. And I'm enjoying it.
1: Yeah, yeah, they do. So, how was Tito Jackson, the Little League coach? Like, how how good a coach was Tito Jackson in Little League?
2: I was a great coach, I thought. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I understood the kids. You know, me being so young at the time as well, and I played Little League baseball for a few years as well. So, you know, I know about the peer pressures and all those things, and and. Making every kid feel he's important to the team. That's what I, I I was good at doing, and I would I would let the other coaches in the league choose their players, and I take what's left. And but I always wind up with a team that winds up in first place somehow somehow, <laughs> not through the the ability of the kids in the beginning, but just the love that this team had for each other, playing together and learning together we were able to conquer a lot
1: with that. That, no, yeah. th- that is, that is really, really cool. Hold the line for me. One second. We're talking with Tito Jackson here on from the press box to press row. He's got a new album out and uh, we're going to play a little bit of the music from that album. As a matter of fact, we're going to play one way street. As we take you to break on the other side, I want to talk some sports with Tito Jackson here on From the Press Box to Press Row on HR Voices Serious XM Channel 141. Join us on City Plaza in downtown Raleigh Labor Day weekend. For the 10th Annual African American Cultural Festival, Saturday, August 31st, starting at 11 a.m., and Sunday, September 1st, starting at 1 p.m., featuring the Art Gallery Walk, Family Village, African Market, Merchandise and Food Vendors, and Elders Procession, led by the African American Dance Ensemble. Performances by the Hamiltones, Purple Madness, Prince Tribute Band, Marcus Anderson, Battle of the Decades, with special guests DJ Cool, Special Ed, and DJ skills just once kimberly michelle project 919 centricity theater and dance performances storytelling and much more for the entire family join us in celebrating our 10th year the festival is free and open to the public volunteers need it visit aacfestival.org for more information the african-american cultural festival not just an event it's an experience
0: It's Donald Ware, From the Press Box to Press Row.
1: Talking with Tito Jackson here on From the Press Box to Press Row. He's got an album out, Tito Time, which is available on digital download. He's got a couple of tracks that I'm really digging. He's got a track called Get It Baby featuring Big Daddy Kane. He's got some features on this, and if you can believe it, it is his first solo album for Tito Jackson. Want to switch gears, Tito, and talk a little sports? Um, so you, are, you, so you're, are you more into the L.A. sports scene? Like are you a big Lakers fan, Clippers, that type of thing? Well, you know, let me tell you about the Clippers,
2: man. I was a Clippers fan when the Clippers were actual Clippers. They were at the bottom of the pole back in San Diego way back in the day, 25 years ago or more. They couldn't win a uh, uh, nothing. You know, and I, and I used to always say to myself, one day the Clippers are going to be the team to talk about, and and it's still growing. You know, the Clippers are stronger than they ever have been. They're uh, um, one of my favorite teams, even though more so o- over the Lakers. I like the Lakers as well, but the Clippers, uh, I I I adore them. You know, uh, now they pick up Kawhi Leonard. They're going to do it well. You know, I think they to do it very well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. They they're very strong and you're of course a uh, uh, an original fan which is even cooler instead of these sort of uh, uh people that are, you know, sort of Johnny come latelys if you will. Um a couple of more thoughts. All right. Tito Jackson joining us uh-huh. here. Um so um uh, sort of now now we got football in LA now. You are you are you down are you with the uh, the Chargers and the Rams?
2: I watched the Rams in in the Super Bowl, you know, and I thought they would have that. You know, it was quite interesting seeing them in the in the playoffs. That game that I think uh it was uh, the New Orleans or or yes, one of the Saints. Yeah, yeah. they they, mm-hmm. they barely won that game, and a lot of people thought that they, <laughs> they shouldn't have had that one. Right. But uh I was I was disappointed to see them not take it all the way. They just can't handle
1: New England. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe next year. Lastly, Tito, we appreciate the time. What's you know, you you've got you've got the single, the album is you know, had already been out. Um, what's what's next for you?
2: Well, I just got the recording with George Benson and uh I got another thing coming out next uh year and uh I, I like to uh, just continue to do what I do i um, got some shows with the Brothers and some shows with the B.B. B. King Blues Band. And, of course, I'll be having more on coming in, in the near future. And that's what it's about. You know, it's the 50th anniversary for the Jacksons this year, you know, so that's going to keep me quite active, you know. Uh, we're looking to do some things with television and other other marketing situations. So it's going to be a great year.
1: Uh Awesome. Check out the new single. It is called One Way Street. It is by Tito Jackson. It is off the album. It is available for digital download. Tito Jackson joining us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Tito, we appreciate the time. Continued success in all you do. Thank you very much. And let
2: me mention one song on that album that I wrote, especially for sports teams. Sure. It's called We Made We Made It. We made it. Okay. okay. Check that track out because it fits uh, just about every occasion of sports.
1: Uh, no, cool. What, the inspiration behind that, is there a certain inspiration behind that?
2: Yeah, well, everything, you know, my album mainly, you know, uh, pushing and working hard and getting it done. You know, uh, I didn't have a lot of supporters in the beginning. But now that uh, things are going quite well for me, you know, I have the the, the arsenal and the tools I need to succeed.
1: Yeah. And somehow we gotta get you gotta get you together with uh with Charles Barkley, right?
2: Oh, I would love to meet Mr. Barkley and, and just talk to him and just to say, hey, as a fan, first of all, you know, I'm not trying to make a big deal out of that because I understand everybody has an opinion and everybody's perhaps a right to their opinion. So I I just have to roll with it. That's his opinion, let it be
1: yeah but I you think have you'll to. have i think you'll have a different opinion now if he if he at least listens to the single
2: well, he needs to listen to
1: my album yeah that would be great yeah very good Tito. We appreciate the time thank you very much all right thank you very much sure thank you bye okay now. all right you bye got now. it appreciate it bye bye. Okay. bye now Tito Jackson joining us here on the program and what a career he and the Jackson five certainly have had. Let me switch gears. I want to talk about the Ezekiel Elliott contract situation. I know we've talked about this on the program at least a couple of weeks ago. And uh, apparently it was reported that the Cowboys had offered Elliott or offered to make him the second highest paid running back in the National Football League. Um, Second only behind Todd Gurley, but also ahead of of Le'Veon Bell. And, you know, my thought was the whole time, I mean, I think Zeke should get paid. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, I've said this, that I think that the offense, uh, the offense is good because of Ezekiel Elliott. I think Dak Dak Prescott, who ultimately is going to get paid. And I realize there's a difference between quarterback and running back. And I think we've, to me, they the the value of the I, I, the running back is still extremely valuable. I think we've tried to um, equate it with a dollar amount and we've tried to say it's not as valuable when I get it. Injuries certainly happen. But I mean that. But in this case, I mean, to, to to me, for me and further to the point. Elliott makes this offense go If Dak Prescott or Prescott does not have Elliott then he's not going to be as effective. He's a, he's a a solid quarterback. I don't think he he's not a great quarterback. He he's solid. I mean, he can get the job done, but I think with Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield, it makes him a good quarterback. So, I I think I always thought um or have been I mean, it has been my my opinion that the Cowboys definitely should pay him. I think what the Cowboys have offered is a fair contract um, sure Elliot has played three years in the league he's been ultra effective he's been the two-time National Football League rushing champion there's no question about that but I think I, I I certainly he's set to make 3.1 million this year and I think it's like 9.1 or something next year but I mean I think that if you're the second highest paid right now you're still in a he's still under a rookie contract. To me, so if you're still under a rookie contract, you play three years in the league. I don't I, I, you know, I don't know that he should be paid as the highest paid running back in the league. He's he's top three. And really, according to the the reports of the offer that was made, he'd be the second highest paid running back only behind Todd Gurley, who has produced. I know Todd Gurley. Um, had and was injured uh, last year. But, you know, this is a guy that, uh, you know, and when you're talking about Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, I think, you know, I don't want to play too much into some of the off-the-field stuff that he's had, but I think you that has to be sort of a factor in this. I mean, it shouldn't be a factor of why the difference be, be uh, between being paid the highest or being the highest-paid running back or being the second uh, highest-paid running back. Um, so m- maybe not, but he's, has had some off the hill, off the field problems. Um, I think ultimately the Cowboys offer, I think is a fair offer, especially that you're a rookie. He, I mean, I'm sorry, he's not a rookie. He's still in a rookie contract. So he still has two years left on this contract. And then even after that, that the Cowboys still have his rights. They could franchise tag him um, where he would, you know, if you're the friend, if you're franchised, then you you get paid the average of the top five running backs in the in or the top five. Well, in this case, the top five running backs. But if you're if you're franchised, generally you get paid the uh, the you get paid the average of the top five players that are that have the highest contracts within that position. So, you know, you're. You know, if you're Ezekiel Elliott, you're still on a rookie deal. You're still on a rookie deal. So why not, um, you know, take that? I mean, four years, uh, you got to figure that by the time that contract is up, I'd have to look and see how old he is. And I'll try to look that up as as I'm talking here. But I mean, by the time that that contract is up, I, I don't know what the guarantees uh, in that contract are. But by the time that contract is up, he'll be 29 years old. The way that Zeke, I mean Zeke, plays hard, he plays tough. He's a physical running back. He's a bigger running back, so he's going to be able to take more of a pounding than a Le'Veon Bell is going to be able to take. Uh, you know, guys are going to try to, obviously, going to try to hit him a little bit harder, which could lead to injuries. I mean, I think at the end of the day, yeah, you know, I'm going to take in, I'm going to take injuries out of the equation. Anybody can get injured. Quarterbacks are the highest paid players in the national football league quarterbacks get injured quarterbacks can get injured so i mean i realized that the position that you're most that on any given play that you could get injured if you well really on any given play uh i think the injury is that uh, could happen the most on any given play would be offensive linemen or defensive linemen but i think if you're talking about the position that has the football whether it's a quarterback who obviously has it on every snap, who throws it to a wide receiver, who has it sometime. I mean, that, that running back position, you know, there, there, there can be injuries uh, in that position. I'm going to take injuries out of the equation. My point is by the time the reported proposed contract would be up, Ezekiel Elliott will still be, he'd be 29 years old. And I get it. You know, you, you, he he wants to get more in terms of thinking about the future, the money that's being offered now, which is uh, which is solid money. Uh, again, the second highest paid running back. And again, I don't know the guarantee, but the second highest paid running back in the National Football League is. is. But but to me, you have to you have to earn that. I, I can't say that be, you played three years in the National Football League. I, I don't think. He's quite earned that as of yet. Although I realize running backs have to get paid now because of their shelf life. I I mean, I, you know, it's, it's one of those catch sort of one of those catch 22 uh, situations, but you know, I think it's a, it's a good offer for Ezekiel Elliott. Got to get ready to run here. I'm from the press box to press row. Want to thank Tito Jackson for joining us on the program. Also Jay Cutler for joining us today as well. Don't forget To listen to the weekend edition of From the Press Box to Press Row on our sister station, Sirius XM, channel 142, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time, also on a radio station near you. Log on to our website, BoxToRow.com, to find a station in your area. And always remember to support those that support you. From the Press Box to Press Row is presented by DW Communications.